Hey, it's Chris. Um, excuse, uh, excuse the crickets. I'm sitting on the porch. Uh, it, it's it's been a rough day. Well, yesterday was a rough day, and thank God that's over with. Um, man, uh, one of my close friends passed away. Um, I believe either Saturday night or Sunday. He passed away in his sleep. And, oh, man, um, he was my good friend, and, uh, like I said, uh, I've known him for over 20 years. He was actually my body piercer ever since I was in high school, and he went from being a body piercer to my good friend, and, um, we always tried to keep in touch, uh. Uh, there would be a good while when I didn't go see him or or whatever, but uh, when I saw him, it was always cool. And uh, recently, started doing an open mic, um, doing an open mic at the bar, and he started coming. And he had a he just had a really great time. Uh, if any anybody that's done the open mic, any of the comedians that uh, may listen to this or not, uh, he really loved everybody. Um, he thought everybody was great, and he enjoyed coming every week. We haven't done a whole whole lot of them, but he came every time. And this week, I decided not to do it because it just doesn't feel right. Because he won't be there. He he wasn't there this past Sunday. but And I knew that felt weird. But I, I didn't think he had passed away. I had just talked to him a few days before. Um, you know at the bar. And he was doing good. And we were cutting up having a good time. And he was telling me how great I was at my comedy. And that always made me feel good. And. We were just cutting up like always, and God, if I'd have known that was the last time I'd see him, I would have kept yapping for a whole lot longer. Um, I gave him a couple cigarettes on the ride home because he didn't have any more, and he texted me and said, thanks for the cigarettes, and he texted me a couple pictures of his old Pearson place because he had just moved to a new place. And uh, we were talking about how we missed the old place because uh, he loved that place. And he sent me a picture of the door, and his, his name is Todd. And it said Todd's Mods. And he said, man, I miss that place. I said, I miss it too. And the last text I ever got from him was a picture of his dog and his kitty laying in his bed. And he said, these are my children. And... Uh, I know his dog had passed away. He even had his dog tattooed on the back of his leg. He loved that dog, Yoda. And as um, he's never, he was never the same after that, you know. Uh, but um, I know he has a kitty cat. I want to say his name is Leia. He's a real big Star Wars guy and. I hope somebody's taking care of that sweet kitty cat. Because um, he loved his animals. and God, he, just, he went from being a, a body piercer to 
one of my best buddies, and I just—I don't know. Like, I, we we were we were supposed to go hunting and fishing and hang out at his house. I've never been to his house. I mean, we're close friends, but we didn't hang out. There wasn't really a time to. He was always working or something like that, and um, now we don't get to, and that sucks. I, it's, like I said, I, I, I decided not to do the open mic because he won't be there, and it just it doesn't feel right because he really loved it. Like I said, uh, he loved all the comedians that came. I even told him about the new girl, uh, Kayla. She's wonderful, by the way. And uh, if you're listening to this, I think you're fantastic. You have really become one of my favorite people to run into. And I was even telling him about her and how funny she was. And I said, you know, she'll be coming Sunday. And she did, and she was wonderful. But unfortunately, that's when he passed away. But he was he was so psyched to see somebody new. And I'm sorry he won't get to. Um, and the, the, the thing that, I mean, I lost my friend. That, that makes me so sad. But the thing that hurts the most is he really liked Stella beer. And we don't sell it at the bar. So we started getting a little bit just for him. And he said, uh, excuse me, <coughs> he said, if you, if you get this beer, I'll drink the hell out of it, I promise. And he did. He drank that beer like nobody's business. So we would order more. And uh, due to circumstances that, uh, that are beyond our control, we're being forced out of uh, the bar. So we won't be open too much longer. So we didn't get any more Stella. You know, because we don't sell a lot. It's mainly just for him. And it was sweet because my mom had went and bought some anyway just for him. And it, it breaks my heart that he's not going to be there to drink that beer. And I don't know why that hurts me so bad. God, he was a good dude. Uh, there's, there's never enough time in the world uh, to do anything. Uh, if you got somebody that you love and care about, and God, Todd, if I didn't tell you in any of our talks that I loved you, man, I, I love you. And God, I'm going to miss you. You know, we was talking about, he uh, said you were getting older, which you're not that old, and said you hope you had a, f a few good years left Jesus Christ man I didn't know you only had a few good days um, like I said he passed away in his sleep it might have been a stroke or a heart attack I, I was told that he had a surgery recently and was taking medicine that could increase the risk of a stroke um, and that's unfortunate I mean I don't I didn't want to lose my friend but if he had to go, I'm glad he went in his sleep and it was peaceful. Um, I just, I'm mad, not mad at him. This was out of his control. I'm mad because I lost my friend and 
I didn't get to spend enough time with him. And part of me wants to go tell jokes on Sunday in his honor. But I just, I can't do it this week. It just feels wrong. I'll try to get another one going maybe next week. And I'll talk about him just a little bit. And I'll tell that tooth joke that he loved so much. That was his favorite. He said he loved them all, but that was his favorite. So I'll, I'll tell that joke. Everybody's heard it. But just for him, I'll, I'll tell it one more time. And I wish we could have went fishing and hung out. I mean, you were a cool dude, and you were always fun to talk to. Um, I don't know if anybody wants to know this, but he was my body piercer for 20 years. He's pierced me at least 30 times. I never went to anybody else. Well, maybe once or twice I did at the beach. And he was always the one to fix it. Because that's what he did. Because he was the best of the best. And uh, sadly today, uh, a mutual friend said, Hey, where, where's Todd's new place? I need to go get some stuff. And I need I hadn't seen him in a while. I'd like to see him. And I told him. And he went up there and... He sent me a message that I did not expect. He said, apparently he died. And on the door it said, it said something like, with the passing of our piercer Todd, we'll be closed for a couple days. And I thought it was a joke, but it was on the inside of the glass. I was hoping it was just some kind of prank or something, but it's not. And I looked on Facebook, which he didn't use much, but I see all these condolences. And thankfully, through another mutual friend that used to work with him, she could tell me what had happened to him because I just wanted to know. I'm glad he didn't get in an accident or get badly hurt or, you know, worse things. Um... If I had to go, I would rather go in my sleep, but this is not something that I expected. I apologize for the, we're not far from a train. I just don't really have a place to do this podcast at the moment, but, um, you know, I'm glad that he went peacefully and not in pain, but I just saw him a few days ago. And I would have kept talking if I'd have known that's the last time I'd ever seen him. And uh, he was such a big fan of the other comedians, too. Um, I had gotten, I had drank too much one night. And I uh, uh, actually le- did something I never do. I leaned on somebody's truck. And it was funny because Todd come out. It was his truck. And I said, oh, Todd, man, I'm, I'm sorry for leaning on your truck. He said, I don't give a shit. Get in the back of it. Lay down. Take a nap. I don't care. You do whatever the fuck you want. He's a good dude. God damn it. I miss him already. I was wondering why he didn't come Sunday. He had already... I believe he had already passed away. Oh, man. And I don't know what it is about getting that beer for him... And him not being able to come drink it. That breaks my heart. It really does. Because we got it just for him. 
And he was so happy. Oh, man. There was a long space between seeing him and talking to him. I uh, would either not, you know, his number wouldn't be up to date, or he didn't really, he didn't really do social media that much, and, you know, you don't, I didn't get out much, I don't drive, and, um, so there would be long periods where I didn't speak to him, didn't mean I didn't care about him, but it's like I got to make up for all that lost time at the bar these last few weeks, and, uh, it just got took away. And, man, it hurts a lot. I, I won't lie. I, I handled it well today. I mean, I was lost, kind of shocked more than anything. I came home and cried. See, it wasn't just my body piercer. He was my friend. And I, I met him when I was like 16 or 17. I'm 37 now. And, uh, God, I wish we could go hunting or fishing. Or get that, like I said, I'm just scatterbrained, excuse me. Um, he he actually gave me a genital piercing, uh, Prince Albert. God, I don't know, 10 years ago. And I was always going to switch it to a different one, but it was quite painful. And I kept putting it off and putting it off and putting it off. We even talked about it the other day. And uh, we joked around about it. I said, I'm going to do it soon. And... Unfortunately, I'm not going to get to, because he was, he was my buddy, and he won't be there anymore, and he won't be in the bar. He was a good soul, man. He was just a super sweet guy. He, he looked like this big, rugged, mean guy. No, he was quite the contrary. He's quite a sweet person and liked to laugh, and he was always there at the comedy show. He was there before I was. And I set it up. He was always there. Excuse me. God, I wish we could have done it earlier. Done more. And I know we only got a few left, maybe. And I'd love to do it this weekend. I just don't have the heart to do it. Um, it just feels wrong. Without him being there, he was just so excited. He never left early. I don't believe he did. And he always would come up and tell me how great it was. Even when there were a few nights I thought, at least on my part, that it stunk. And he'd tell me how great I was at what I was doing. And he was like he was, like he was a big fan of me. And, and I'm not anybody. And that made me feel good. And God, I just... I want my friend back, but I know that's not how it works. Um, so if you got somebody in your life that means a lot to you and you haven't seen them in a while, get in touch with them because we're not guaranteed anything. Uh, time is infinite, but not for us. Never, ever in a million years did I think I would hear that news today or yesterday I'm sorry I don't know the 100% details but I know he passed away in his sleep from either a stroke or a heart attack which is a shame because he took real good care of himself and uh sorry uh, I 
got the sniffles. Um, he, he was just a good person. And did, I don't like to hunt. I suck at fishing, but I would have done either one of those with him. He wanted me just to come to his house one day and hang out. And uh, I wish I could have done that. And uh, so, God, I mean, I know him for over 20 years. He literally went from being the guy that does my piercings to my buddy who does my piercings. And he was just, he was a good soul. And God, he was good at what he did. I mean, I would tell people he's the best. No, he was the best. That was a fact. And he, just when we were, you know, getting to where we talk on a more regular basis and actually get to hang out somewhere that's not the Pearson place, he's gone. And you don't ever really tell people how important they are sometimes. But I was so happy just to have him as a friend. He was a good guy, and he always talked about anything or, you know, just just whatever. I mean, hell, he, he would offer to give me rides home when he needed to get home. He was just, he was a good dude. I mean, I love him, and it's not going to be the same. I don't know how many comedy shows we got left. But it's not going to be the same without seeing his smiling face, which I always enjoyed. I was always happy to see him. Uh, you know, he, w he was a member of the bar with a membership two seconds before he got there. I already had it waiting on him. And that Stella beer sitting there and I really wish you could come in and drink it. That breaks my heart. Todd, I love you, man. And I'm sorry you had to go. I certainly wasn't ready for that. Probably never would be. But I, 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 I can only hope that I see you again one day. I don't think, I, I don't mean to get all religious or anything, but I don't think uh, God puts people in your life and just snatches them away. People, pets, anything. Uh, so uh, I will see you again one day. And if there's a place to hunt and fish up there, we'll do that. I'm sorry we didn't talk more, but I'm glad we got to talking at the end. I got used to seeing you and I would get thrilled because you'd be at the bar when I come in on nights that there was no comedy there. And I really wish you could have seen me at another place. I know we talked about it. Um, I was gonna go do something tonight and a pretty, I spotted a pretty big place tomorrow, but I can't and I'll get into why. That's another story, but this, this trumps it all, and it's just, it's hard to do right now. God, man, I love you, buddy, and I don't know what else to say. Um, 
I know your wife passed away a few years ago and you weren't the same. I don't blame you. I'm not the same now. But I hope that she's just like you remember. And I hope that you guys are catching up on all the things that y'all missed out on together. And I can only hope that I can see you both one day. And I hope little Yoda's there just tagging along with you. Such a sweet dog. And I hope everything you lost here you get back. Uh, I wish I could get you back. Because I feel lost without you right now. You're a good friend and God there was going to be so many more times. But it was your time to go and and I hate that. I wasn't ready for it. Never would be. And I'm glad you didn't suffer. And I'm glad you didn't get in an accident or something worse. I'm glad you were just asleep. Hopefully dreaming about your wife and and then Yoda and we're gonna miss you at the comedy, but I'm gonna miss you more than anything. I'll probably never go get a another piercing again. Uh, thanks for being my friend, Todd. And there was, it was a good 20 years. <laughs> I thought it was funny. And I'll tell you this, because uh, I, I did get to tell you that Prince Albert Pearson that I got, which you did, you did not make me pay anywhere near full price for. You never made me pay full price for anything. And I, I, I rolled change at a coin, I took, I took change to a bottle of coin star to pay for that. And I'm glad you got a kick out of that story. But, uh, man, I miss you, Todd. And I love you, man. You were a good friend. And I hope to see you again one day. And I hope wherever you are, I hope I still make you laugh from time to time. And everybody at the bar liked you. You're a likable guy. And he loved everybody and the comedians and it made his day because he's a busy guy. But he always was there on Sunday. So I'm glad you came, Todd. And thanks for the laughs, man. Hopefully I'll see you one day soon. I love you, buddy. God, I hate living in the damn ghetto. Between the sirens and gunshots, I feel like I'm in goddamn Boys in the Hood movie or something like that. Oh, anyway. I'm sorry, this damn air conditioner next door kicks on. I'm literally sitting on the porch. Um, Jesus. This has been a rough few weeks. Um, my mom went to the hospital after a freak accident, and I thought my mom was going to die. Luckily, she didn't. Now I find out that, you know, we're being forced out of our bar. 
There's not much we can do about it. It is what it is. Um, I'm heartbroken about about seeing people. Uh, this certain, you know, how it is when you, like when you play as a kid with your friends for the last time, and you don't know what. Well, this time you know what, and like, oh, I can see this person and this person, but this group will never be in the same room at the same time. That's uh, kind of sad. Um, so there's that. That means there'll be no more comedy shows after a certain time. And they love the bar. And the bar loves them. Um, people look forward to it. I'm going to try my best to find another place when the time comes. Uh, that was heartbreaking. That was actually more heartbreaking for me to tell a few of the comedians that the, this going to be one of the last ones. Because they love the place, and the place loves them, and the people love them. Um, I'm thankful to anybody that's ever came. I love every one of you, and you're all my friends. You know, that's the crazy thing. I have made so many friends. Wonderful, God, wonderful fucking people doing stand-up comedy. Like... These people actually give a shit about you and not just comedy. Like tonight, like I said before, and I I did its own little segment because that's important. I lost my friend Todd, who I've known for 20 years, like I said. And he loved the comedy and all the comedians. I wish he could have heard Kayla because she's the new girl and he would have loved it. Because I went and talked all about her. Because I'm such a big fan of hers. She's such a funny girl. Hey Kayla. If you listen to this. <coughs> excuse me. You're wonderful. And don't don't ever quit what you're doing. You make me laugh. And I don't think that's the easiest thing to do. But, but anyway. So there's that. I almost lost my mom. In the bar. And. Like, I, I was going to do a show tonight. Um, I'm really bummed out because Momo, such a beautiful, beautiful sweetheart. Like, if you don't get me wrong, you see Momo, she's beautiful. But God, she's twice as beautiful on the inside, so she's all around great. And she was going to be the guest host tonight. It was ladies' night. And then they were going to let the guys come up. But I wish I could have been there. But uh, due to due to losing my friend, and on top of that, I have this big sore spot, like a blister infection or something, up in near the bridge of my nose. I mean, you can't even get to it, uh, but it's causing a lot of pressure. It's really sore. It's causing a lot of pressure on my right eye, and things are blurry and when it gets bad bright lights or even like talking right now on the cell phone I'm not even looking because it's too bright and I know I can't do a comedy show in front of bright lights it would my head feels like it's gonna explode um, I actually went to three or four aftercare doctors today 
to get it looked at because getting in the doctor's office right now is impossible. God, if you need to go to the doctor, schedule an appointment online with one of these aftercare places, get in line. I have one tomorrow at 1048. I'm going to go while I can. I want to find out what this is and, you know, get it to go away. Uh, I don't think it's anything like a tumor or anything. I doubt it. They did the the poor lady at the CVS place had the ear thing, the, the little ear magnifier. She stuck it up my nose and said there was a scab. So that sounds bad, but if there's a scab, that means it's open wound and I can get medicine in it, which they gave me. So hopefully that'll be okay soon. But I can't really go up and do a show with bright lights. Um, because I can't see. Like, I won't even be able to read my jokes. It's, it hurts my head. And I'll be honest, my head feels like it's going to explode. I feel like somebody has broken my nose. Or I got hit in the face with a bat or something. I'm okay. Don't freak out or anything. Um, like I said, I don't think it's anything serious. But that's why I didn't... I mean, before this bad news about my friend that I found out today... I wasn't going to be able to make it because it was just getting too bad. That's why I didn't sign up. Normally, I'd love to sign up, and I really wish I could have been there for, for Momo. I love you, Momo, uh, if you hear this, and, and I wish I could have made that. Um, and I'm not going to do anything for the rest of this week. I just don't have it in me with all this stuff going on. Um, you know... Um, but the thing about it is, I posted that there would be no open mic this Sunday, and, uh, I didn't list why on the two, well, on the place that I posted, the, uh, comedy page that I posted on, but on my personal one, I did say why, and, uh, you know, and, and, in the, the comedy chat group I'm in, I did say why. I didn't want people just to think I wasn't into it. But God, the, the outpouring of concern from people. I, I was bombarded with little chats. And if you, you know, Chris, if you need anything, you call me. You need something, I got you. Uh, I'm sorry to hear about your friend, you know. Like so many of these people that uh, just bombarded me with support and care and that means a whole lot and uh, I, I thought about going out to the radio room but uh, with the way my head is feeling I think even the dim lights in there would hurt um, but it, it really like I don't know what to say about it like these people were just people I saw do comedy when I started, and it's like, wow, these are my friends. And like, they're such wonderful people. And, I mean, just, it means the world to me. And uh, I love you guys a whole bunch. And uh, I don't know what, I got, I got a comedy family, and it's really cool. And uh, that makes me feel special. And uh, I just, I appreciate every single person that's ever talked to me or 
anything. Just such good people. Um, I'm, I'm thrilled that things turned out the way they did with comedy. Because this wasn't supposed to happen for me to do this, and it did. And I met so many great people. Uh, I could try to name them, but I don't want to because I'll forget somebody. And nobody's not important to me. Um, just such good people. I've, I, I lost a close friend. And that hole's never going to be filled. But God, I, I've gained so many new ones. And I don't know how all you guys roll, but I will be your friend until the day I'm gone. And I will come back and haunt every one of you in the nicest way possible. You know. And um, I'm really thankful for everybody. Um, and I don't mean to get um, dark or anything, but I'll tell you the honest truth. Uh, being disabled is tough. And I do joke about it. And I think it's okay to do. Because it's been a part of my life. And it's not been a great one. Up until I was a grown man. And I would get shit from people. Sometimes I still do. You can't really hurt my feelings these days though. But I mean. I've been beat up and spit on. Just because I walk different than people. And a lot of people tell me they don't notice it. And that's because I had a surgery. Um, on my foot where a tendon the tendon where you raise your foot up stopped working apparently it just gave out so I would drag my foot behind me like it was almost dead and I walked really weird it's embarrassing and I don't like to watch it but they took a tendon off the side of my foot reconnected it and put it where the other one used to be and I guess they just shit can the other one in the trash. Asked them if I could keep it. They said, no, I'm weird. Don't judge me. But anyway, they fixed it. And I still walk a little bit funny, but I know, I notice it. Most people don't, but I do. But anyway, I'm, I'm, I'm getting sidetracked. But uh, being disabled is not easy. And I, I let it shelter me. I let it control my life. And I didn't really take a step out of that bubble because it was like well you can't do this because you are this you know and I believed that for a long time and like I said I don't mean to be somber because this is already a somber podcast but I'm not going to lie to anybody I mentioned it before I was so depressed um I'll tell you that um I've always been depressed it just comes with territory um, I try to be, everybody will say, Chris, you're the most polite, nicest, cheerful guy in the world that I try to be, and I'm not. But I would rather make people feel good so they don't feel like I do. That's usually what I do. And, um, <clears throat> you know, especially now. Um, but I was in a rut years ago because... I had the opportunity of a lifetime and I have cerebral palsy. That's true. I might joke about it, but that is a hundred percent true. I have the tattoo on my butt to prove it and the handicap sticker or the handicap symbol. 
That is a real tattoo. I've shown my ass at a couple shows. If anybody wants to see it, let me know. You can take a picture with it. Be fun. But, uh, I got really depressed, uh, because I, I contacted the Cerebral Palsy Foundation. Apparently that's a thing. And they help people with cerebral palsy live somewhat normal lives. And that's all I really wanted was a normal life or the closest I could get. <laughs> you know, and, and I don't judge anybody. Nothing is perfect and nobody's problems are not significant. You know, uh, for example, I had a friend who had a bad back. He would never say anything about it because I've got scoliosis and my back always hurts. And he would go, man, I don't want to say nothing because you you're dealing with this. Fuck that. I don't care if you stub your toe. Pain is pain. Don't ever be afraid to talk to me about anything. If your back hurts, your arm hurts, I want to know. Especially if you're my friend. Because we'll get you set up. Your feet hurt, hell, we'll sit down. You know? That's fine. Don't ever. I'm just saying, don't ever. Don't. Just because I'm dealing with problems doesn't mean yours aren't significant. And, um, anyway, but this place, this foundation, helps people with cerebral palsy live somewhat normal lives. And that's cool, because that's all I want. Like I said, I see people living great lives. To me, maybe not to them. <coughs> Excuse me. They have a wife or a girlfriend and a child and a home, you know, a job, uh, which unfortunately I don't have anymore because I can't work. But, uh, and I'll hear that them bitch over things. And like I said, they're not, that they're not important. I'm not living their lives. So I don't get it all. But sometimes it's so insignificant. It's like, oh, look what you have, though. There's people that would kill for that. I would kill to have my own spot. I could have a studio apartment. You know, I could have a one bedroom. Hell, if I have my own bathroom, you know. Like, that would you could put me in the smallest apartment with a toilet a bed and it'd be like I live in a mansion because I live in a bedroom I live with my mom and my stepdad I'm 37 years old it's quite embarrassing it is what it is though um you don't get many girls to come home with you when you live with your parents <laughs> but I mean it is what it is but anyway anyway so this foundation they help people with cerebral palsy they called me on the phone. They told me, Chris, we can give you an apartment. Even let you pick it out in a couple places. You know, get your apartment. You have a toilet, stove, washing machine. Well, maybe, yeah, maybe washing machine. Have a toilet, stove, you know, all the, what is it, amenities? Is that the right word? I don't know. Comforts, whatever. Microwave, you know. All that. Uh, they said, you have a house phone. So that's how they tell you. I mean, we weren't in, not in the smartphone days, but they give you a house phone. And uh, they said, we'll give you money for groceries every month. I'm like, wow. And they're like, hey, you know, we don't give rides to, we'll give you rides to the store, grocery store, or doctor's appointments if you call a day in advance. Cool. You know, I can Uber, I can Uber everywhere else. But I'd have a home. I'd have my own home. I can invite people over. Um, I think I could even have people stay over. And I was thrilled. I was like, oh my God, I get to be a normal human being. I get to be a normal adult. Because my mom's terrified that if something happens to her, I'll be lost. 
And that scares me too. So I was so thrilled. You know. And the lady came over. And she went through this whole giant book of forms. And things I had to sign. She sat there for a couple hours. We went all through this and everything was great. And I'm like, oh my God, I'm about to be as normal as I can. And she got to the end, and I'll never forget this. And she goes, Chris, or she goes, Thomas, that's my first name. She goes, Thomas, uh, do you have seizures? I said, no, ma'am. And she literally closed that giant book. And she said, we can't help you. And I said, why not? She said, because you don't have seizures. Your cerebral palsy isn't bad enough. And to me, that's horseshit. That's like saying your cancer is not deadly enough or something like that. I literally have the disability that the place is founded on. And I said, ma'am, if I go outside and headbutt this brick wall on the side of the house until I black out and have a seizure, then could you help me? She goes, sadly, yeah. And I just said, get the fuck out of my house. Because they dangled that in front of me. And I thought I was going to live a normal life. And I was so happy. And they took it away. I literally was told by the Cerebral Palsy Foundation that my cerebral palsy wasn't bad enough. It's bad enough to where I can't stand up for more than 10 minutes without hurting. It's bad enough to where I can't feel my legs in the morning bad enough to where I can't get out of bed and I'm not looking for pity I'm just making examples it's bad enough to where I can't even get up a step at a comedy show and God bless you Adam Schulte thank you for being the man and helping me up that damn step that, that by the way that was the biggest fear at the radio room not if I ate shit and bombed if I fell down the step so God bless you Adam I love you buddy thank you for always helping me but it's not bad enough to get what they offer. And that would, to me, that would be like going to a cancer hospital or whatever they call those or whatever it is. And then saying, hey, it's not bad enough. Cancer's cancer. Disabilities are disabilities. Cerebral palsy, cerebral palsy. But that broke my heart. And that's where my depression got really bad. And that's where I was going with all this. Then I met a girl. I thought would be the love of my life. And I'm not going to dog her out. She wasn't. She, it was a fairy tale turned into a nightmare. Just the way it was. Um, I don't wish anything bad on her. Um, I just wish she gets what she deserves. And that's on her. That's not good or bad. That's up to her. You know, you go out and get good things, hope good things happen. I just, I can say that without feeling bad. Hope you get what you deserve and what you deserve is on you. So go get it, you know. And um, between that and that, my depression got so bad to where I quit bathing, brushing, uh, <laughs> changing clothes. I would just sit in the dark for hours, do nothing, do nothing. I became lazy, I got fat. 
I had to be told to eat after a while. Uh, my depression got so bad. And I hate to say this, and don't get me wrong, I'm not in this spot, but I'm going to be honest. I always said if I hit 30 years old and I didn't accomplish anything, that I would just end it. Wow, what a time to pause the podcast. That was unintentional. Fucking air conditioner. I hope you assholes are cold. But anyway. Now, I basically said when I was 30 years old, if I didn't accomplish anything in life, I was going to be done with life. And 30 came and went. I woke up. I'm 37 years old, and I ain't done nothing, at least nothing I consider to be significant. So I stayed depressed. And um, God bless him, uh, Mr. Mr. David Lee Rock. Uh, that's his wrestling name. Yeah, he poked at me to do stand-up. Uh, I did it that one time. God, I don't want to even go into that story. I done told it in every episode. That one time eight years ago, and it went great. And I freaked out because people want me to be a feature performer at some club downtown that I don't think is even there anymore. It's eight years ago. Uh, I don't remember a lot. I remember Craig Holcomb being there. I remember him being funny. Uh, he always is. Uh, I don't know why I remember this, but the mic was working. But uh, he took the whole mic and all and just moved it. Just started yelling his, not not screaming, but just talking loudly, did his thing. I don't know why, but I thought that was pretty cool. And uh, I just saw Craig Monday. He was nice enough to let me slide in because I was on radio room time and came in late. He let me finish up the show. Thanks, Craig. Uh, but I, I do remember him being there eight years ago and, uh, I want to say Colin was there. Nice guy. I uh, hope that joke we worked on works out for you. Uh, you got to let me know, buddy. Um, but anyway, anyway. My, so one day I woke up and I was 37. Hadn't accomplished Jack. And like I said, Mr. David Lee Rock was always poking at me to do stand-up again. I said, I'll do it soon. Soon turned into a couple days, weeks, and years. And I said, okay, I'm just going to do it one day. And I told people I was going to do it. That was like a year ago. And I said, you know what, I'm just going to go up and do it. And just tell people when I get done. And the best part was I didn't even get to do it. It's like, okay, because I had a friend go, I want to do stand-up at the radio room. And I was like, oh, I went to a concert. They're cool. And she goes, well, they do it on Wednesday. It was my friend Jess. She goes, they do it on Wednesday. I said, okay, well, we'll go sometime. Did not know. She meant that following Wednesday. I'm sitting at the bar just piddling around. And she goes, hey, you want to go do stand-up Wednesday? I'm not Wednesday, tonight. And I said, what, that's tonight? She says, yeah, you want to go? I said, absolutely not. I'm not ready to go. And she goes, well, I'm going. I said, do you have any jokes? She said, no. And I'm like, oh, you should probably get some. You know, 
have something. But she's like, I want to go. I said, uh, okay, I'll go with you. When's it start? Eight o'clock. I said, Jesus, it's 745. So anyway, she came and got me. Uh, before that, though, I just immediately started ordering double shots. Like, well, I'm going to do what I did the first time. I'm going to get shit-faced because I'm terrified of speaking in front of people. Shake like a leaf. You know. So I got, got a good buzz, and we go up there. And she has her friends with her, and they're cool. I'm like, damn, I got to be funny now. And uh, I had no jokes written. I'm just going to, I had eight years to think of something. And we get there, and damn, 23 comedians, 23 or 26. And I met Adam, Adam Schulte, that night. Did not know that this dude would be my friend, you know, one day. Very cool. And um, he said, man, I can't get you on. He said, I'll try. And uh, he come up to me, and he said, well, I'm sorry, man, I can't get you on. Oh, by the way, my friend backed out. Shame on you. Get some jokes. Try it. It'll be fun. And he said, come back in two weeks. He said, I promise you, I will get you on the stage. And I said, okay. And I sat and watched the show. Boy, it was a dead room. It was a dead room. And I'm like, oh, ain't coming back to this place. I was like, this would, this would, this would just kill my ego right off the bat. So <clears throat> I decided that I would go to Coffee Underground instead that following Monday, I mean, I, you know, and I went, I did it, it was awkward, uh, my heart just started going out of my chest, I couldn't see nothing, I left my book, my phone, the, the few jokes I had written down, damn it, and I bullshitted my way through it, and it was pretty good, um, I made up some jokes on the spot, immediately apologized because I didn't think they were funny and people thought they were funny. It went good. But I literally felt like I was on my way to the execution, you know, to, to death, to, to the electric chair. That's what it felt like. And um, it went okay. I uh, actually saw Adam there, which was cool. And uh, I got to meet Travis. And Travis Thuban, I believe that's, I always, blah, 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 but Travis, wow. If Road Rage was a person, it would be Travis. And I love Travis. It's funny as hell. Uh, but anyway, that was cool. Then I posted a video, and everybody was psyched about it. And that was going to be the last one. And there, I made you happy. Leave me alone. Let me go back into my shell. And then Wednesday came. That Wednesday, that following Wednesday came. And I'm like, yeah, I ain't going. Screw that. I can't. That room is hardcore. I can't handle it. I'm sorry. Thirsty. Getting dry mouth. Um, smoked too many cigarettes out here. But anyway. So, I decided to... I, I got pissed off. I said, I'm not going to let this place scare me away. I'm going to go. And I just decided to up and go. And you know what? 
I did okay. I made people laugh. I made comedians laugh. I'm like, holy shit. And then the coolest part was I got to meet some good people. Like like Bill Rye, the comedy guy. Holy shit. If you don't know about Bill, shame on you. One of the most entertaining people I've met. I met David Baker. I met Jeff Thompson. Um, ah. And, of course, I met my good buddy Furlow. Luke. He come up before me, a few before me, and I'm like, ooh. Because I'm not going to lie. wasn't paying nobody attention. Because I was too nervous, worrying about my own shit. But he had this guitar. And I'm like, holy shit, he's got a guitar. I don't have a guitar. You okay, Charlie? Charlie's over there sleeping. Well, sneezing. You okay, buddy? Luke comes up with a guitar. And I'm like, holy shit, I can't play guitar. Oh, my God. But I decided, just, I'm like, I'm going to pay this guy attention. He's got a fucking guitar. He ain't fucking around. Did one of the funniest songs I've ever heard. Uh, it's hilarious, hilarious. And the funny thing is, I don't remember nothing else he did. Because I laughed the whole fucking time. And by the way, Furlough is one of my dearest friends now. Wouldn't trade him for nothing. Hell of a guy. And uh, it went good. And, you know, Adam literally kept his word. He said, I'll get you on the stage. And I'd be damned if he didn't literally grab my hand, help me up that god-awful step, and get me on the stage and help me get back down. Adam is the man. It's funny as shit, too. So, I love you, Adam. You know, thanks a lot. But, damn, that was cool. I did that. You know. Then the next week came, and I was like, well, I want to go out of coffee on the ground. Did that. Hey, it's going pretty good. Then here comes the radio room again, which I wasn't going to go to. Till Luke messaged me and goes, hey, man, you coming to radio room? And I was like, nah, ain't feeling it, or I said something. Then I thought, damn, somebody actually wants me to come. So I showed up. And uh, Luke goes, oh, hell yeah, it's going to be good now. Like, Luke, Luke boosted my confidence through the roof. And uh, I just kept going back. Going back. My second show was at Coffee Underground a month and a week or so ago. And now I've done 23 mics. Counting my open mics, of course. That's 23. And I went from being the guy that shook like a leaf... I could give a rat's ass about walking up in front of strangers and talking about having a tiny penis or whatever. I can say anything. I've got so much confidence. Now, the only part is getting on the stage. As long as I don't fall off stage, which I have not, Adam's always been there for me. God bless him. And, uh, yes, I will use the stairs if the stage is two inches off the ground. I ain't taking that chance. If I fail, it'd be funny. But I don't want to. So, not taking that chance. And this has just snowballed into like, this is what I do now. And I always thought for these first few shows, I'm like, God, I'm just, oh, well, he signed up. We got to let him do it. 
felt like I was tagging along. And Furlow finally told me, he's like, man, you belong here with us. And I'm like, holy shit. That was the best compliment I think I've gotten. And now it's like, hey, somebody goes, hey, he's a comedian. And I'm like, holy shit, I'm a comedian. Sounds a lot better than a collector check. You know what I mean? And the crazy thing is, I finally accomplished something that I always wanted to accomplish. I wanted to be a stand-up comedian. Yeah, of course I like to be on TV or Comedy Central and all that jazz. But I got to do stand-up comedy, which I'm still doing. I'm just unfortunately not doing it this week due to what had happened and things. But this literally has kept me going. I don't feel as depressed as I used to. Like, I feel like I've done something with my life. So if you've ever done a show with me or spoken to me afterwards or before, or if I just met you the other day, and you, I appreciate you. You know, I've made a lot of friends that I would not trade. You have not lived till you've gone to karaoke at a bar with Bill Rye and the, the angelic voice of David Baker. You know. Uh, but anyway, like, I don't feel like such a useless piece of crap anymore. No, am, am I making a lot? I made 10 bucks. I made 10 bucks doing stand-up. And I gave it back. Because I thought it was shit. But still. It's so funny. I have a website. Uh, ChrisWilsonComedy.com I didn't feel like a comedian, but Google didn't give a shit. They just wanted $12 a year. So, I figured, well, if I get a website and change all my social media stuff to comedy, I have to do it. And this is what I do now. I've actually become a regular. I got invited to the regular chat. Fuck. That's awesome. And, uh, you know, I'm not in it to make money. But I'll let you give me some. That'd be cool. And if I ever made it big, I swear to God, I'd drag every single fucking person I know with me. Just a big gang bang of people on a bus that would kick ass and I made some great friends Luke, Adam Jeff, David David Zaslov <laughs> Travis I don't want to try to Amelia, I don't want to try to mention anybody uh, Kayla, I need to stop now before I forget somebody uh, but God so many good people and um uh, I feel like I have a purpose. Um, and, you know, all I wanted was my mom to be proud of me. And now everybody's proud of me. And everybody tells me how funny I am, and I love it. Even though I don't feel like I'm funny at all. But I guess that's just what comedians do. Um, but life has been really, really tough lately. And if it wasn't for these wonderful people, uh, I don't know where I would be right now. Um, oh yeah, Momo and Whitney too. They're great. I love them both. Um, 
Uh, by the way, any lady comedian needs to be walked to their vehicle. I got you. I will take a punch while you run, while you get to your vehicle. Or if if Momo needs to be walked to her vehicle, she can protect me. And I'm just being silly. But anyway, uh, throw that out there. But I didn't expect this. This wasn't supposed to happen. But God, I'm glad it did. I feel like somebody. You know. And it, it, it's great when you can go to different places and you see your your crew of people and you just walk up and they're like, Chris. And I'm like, yeah, hey. It's, it's amazing. Like, I got this whole new little family. And they're cool as shit. But Jesus Christ, got to be careful going to bars with them. They, they get down like no other. Uh... Saw Bill Rye get chucked doing the Macarena across the room. Probably got the best pictures of my life from uh, Mr. David Baker. He took them. We're just such good people. And you people have kept me alive. I literally have been in the dumps. My One of my best friends is a cat with AIDS. A sick cat. That's all. I had my mama, my grandma, my daddy. I mean, I got my parents and all, and my family. But all I had was a cat. And I still got him. He pissed in my bed tonight, so he's in trouble. But he's happy. But if it wasn't for this comedy, I would be lost. I do this now because I don't want people, I want to make people happy, at least for a few minutes, make them forget about their problems, <coughs> so they don't feel like I have, or feel like I do, I mean now, don't feel so great because of things going on, but I don't feel that way anymore, I mean depression never goes away, ever, all the way, but it's not like it used to be. I can actually act happy now because I'm happy. And I'm so happy for anybody that I know that does this. I will share anything. If I know you, I will share anything. If you're a friend of mine, I will take your pictures. I will record your shows. I'll even give you my spots. Because I love these people that much. Um, you know... If they ever need my help, I'll be there. Because they're wonderful. Just their outpouring about my friend just shows how much people care about you. They're literally the most wonderful group of people I know. And I could talk for the rest of my life about that. But yes, if you need your show recorded, and I'll take your pictures anyway. I'll send them to you. I took like a hundred and something the other day at Comedy Zone. And I just showed up just in case somebody didn't. They even put photographer on my receipt. Damn. And there's no photography allowed. I feel like a badass. But the next week they put comedian. Nice. But yes, if you need your picture, I will. I will take pictures for you. If you want your show recorded, I got a tripod. I'll stand there like a jackass and do it. You know? 
I just, I just, the, the, you people don't realize what you do for me just by saying hey, or just talking to me, or just letting me do my thing with y'all. It's the least I can do to return the favor. So I am eternally grateful for y'all, and hope every one of you makes it to where you want to go with this comedy thing. I would be so thrilled for any of you. If I ever made it big, though, don't think I wouldn't drag each one of y'all somewhere. We're doing something. God forbid they give me a tour bus. I'll load it full of South Carolina's greatest, and we will just roll and fuck shit up. I would totally do that. I would totally walk off a big stage if they wouldn't let me bring my peoples. You know. Or, uh, you know, or at least give them what they want and then be like, I'm bringing my peoples next time. They're just, golly. There's just whole world of good people and funny people that, sadly, I don't think enough people know about. Ah. Uh, I literally need to do this to get by sometimes. Uh, it makes me happy. I feel like, I mean, I know I'm just doing open mics and things, but like, it makes me feel like a big shot for just a little bit. I'll never forget after that second show, I was smoking a cigarette, chit-chatting with the good people. Uh, Alan, I was talking to him. He's a good dude. Great beard. Uh, Travis. And this one guy walked up. This black dude. Never seen him before. He just smiled at me and nodded his head and pointed at me. And I'm like, cool. He just told me I was good. That's great. But basically now I don't feel like a big piece of crap. And a couple years ago I was going gun shopping. Because I was in a bad place. I could never bring myself to do it though. And the sad thing is the only reason why was. Who's going to. Who's going to help take care of my mama. Even if she takes care of me. And who's going to feed my kitty cat. Layla. She passed away. But that was my baby. And that was all I had. And I don't have a whole lot. But I have this, this comedy thing, and it's great. I don't know what to think about it. It's a big blur. I, I, I do a show now, I don't even know what jokes are told. And I was I went to Guy Rocks and, and, and did that contest when they were having it. Didn't win. Wonderful girl won. Uh, Whitney. She's fantastic. Amelia was up there. Mr. Danny was up there. Fucking 100% A-plus people. Um, it was good. And I was in the bathroom because I went the next week, the week after next. And I was peeing. And kept then peeing. And this guy walked in. He goes, dude, you're funny. That joke you told about the stripper's butthole. I know, that's my kind of humor. That actually happened. He goes, that was funny. And I'm like, dude, I told that like two weeks ago. You remember that? He said, yeah, that's why I come back. 
I'm like, damn. If somebody can tell me a joke they heard one night when I was there, later, and they've been laughing about it all week, I'm doing something right. Do I think I'm the best at this? No. God, there's people like this that make me sick. In a good way. Like uh, like Brandon Rainwater. Funny dude. He's so casual. He makes material up on the spot, just messing with the crowd. And he's so casual. He walks up there like it ain't nothing. Then, you see him at a bar, doing karaoke. He can sing and dance. Pisses me off. Can't do nothing. But he's a good dude. Anyway, I'm literally about to go skull fuck that air conditioner that keeps cutting on out here. But anyway, no, uh, no I'm just teasing. Uh, Brandon, Brandon's great. Uh, but he's so casual. Like uh, Dante's like that too. Dude's funny. Uh, and these are just some of the people I met. I, I can't list everybody. And if, if I don't list you, don't mean I don't love you to death. I just, it's two in the morning and my head hurts. But if it wasn't for stand-up comedy, I don't know where I'd be. Um, I mean, I'd like to be big and famous one day. Who wouldn't? But I've already accomplished one of my biggest dreams. I went from being the guy that couldn't read a paper in class, in front of the class, because of a shake like a leaf. And uh, that goes away. Now it's like, oh my God, I'm a totally different person. So, you know, if if you're doing comedy and, and, and you're nervous, that'll go away soon. Just hang tough. And if I can do it, God, it's weird. It's like a Craig, Craig Longino said, because I always would say, if I can do it, anybody can. Don't let your fear beat you. And he said, well, sometimes it's good that it does. And he explained it, and he goes, it makes me feel special that I can do something not everybody can and I agree with that not everybody can be a comedian and be funny anybody can try it but not everybody can be wonderful at it and if you're not wonderful at it at first don't feel bad because uh, you will get better and I agree with that too I mean it makes me feel good this is not something everybody can do I've never in my life thought I'd be doing what I'm doing right now God, it sounds a lot better. What do you do? I'm a comedian. Sounds a lot better than I watch YouTube and go to sleep. You know. But I, I can't even thank, thank the wonderful people enough. Uh, especially Adam and Amelia and Luke. Especially. And Luke, definitely. Because if you hadn't asked me if I was coming to the radio room... That might have been the last thing I did. So, I appreciate everybody. Um, I don't know what else to say about you. You keep me going. I guess, you know, I push on y'all, y'all push me back, and that's how family works. I'm, I'm thrilled. And, I mean, especially right now, I'm, I'm in the dumps because of what happened to my friend and not feeling great what's going on with the bar and all but I'm really happy like I don't have to fake it anymore to cheer other people up I feel like I'm somebody and my mom is so proud of me my whole family's proud of me and it's just 
mind blowing. So I don't even I don't know what else to say. Y'all are all wonderful. If I've ever done a show with you, I call them shows. But I, whatever you want to call them, mics, whatever. If I've ever done one with you or hung out around you, talked to you, even if it's just like, hey, enjoyed that, you know. Or if you even just come to me and said, hey, that was good. You don't know what that means. Because you don't have to do that. And uh, when I fucked the radio room up, I fucked it up a few more times. Yeah, there's been a couple times where it's kind of eh, but, uh, you know, uh, I don't ever think I'll bomb until somebody tells me to get the hell off the stage, except for that one time when Brandon hit me with the music, because I couldn't see. That was my bad, Brandon. I'm sorry about that. Y'all had the lights up way too bright, but I bought me a timer. That's right. I got a timer. You ain't getting me now, but if everything burns up in my kitchen, that's on you. You owe me a dinner. I'm just kidding. But, uh, no, I've never actually been told in a bad way, like, you suck, get off the stage. So, as long as I make one person laugh, or somebody I know laugh, I did good. And as long as you're having fun, hey, who cares? And, uh, it's been a lot of fun, and God, it's gonna get better. And, uh, so yeah, just give me a few days. Let me get over a couple things. And I will be back. And I will be as in the wing as ever. And I can't wait to see everybody. I love everybody. Thank you so much to anybody who uh, said something about my friend. And offered anything, which is sweet. You know, if you take that time out of your day to think about another person. That just shows how great you are. And I will return that favor. Because I probably won't ask you for nothing. Because I, I never do. But the fact that you offered means a lot. And if I can do anything for you, whether, like I said, whether it's take your picture, help you with a joke, uh, record your show, all you got to do is ask. Hell, if you want my spot, I'll give it to you. I just love being around you people. And that's the cool thing. Got all these new friends. And I look at it now. Don't get me wrong, comedy is important. But now I look at it as I get to hang out with my friends and tell jokes. How cool is that? It's not something that everybody can do. It's not for everybody. And Jesus Christ, I've said it a million times, it ain't easy making people laugh all the time. What's funny to one person might not be funny to another. And there might be a whole lot of funny. There might be a whole lot of not funny, depending on the crowd. So... And uh, I, I've done a show with a bunch of people. I've done a show with two people. And it is what it is. But it's a lot of fun. And I'm going to get off here before that stupid-ass air conditioner comes on again. And um, if you made it this far, hell, if you're even listening, I appreciate it. Uh, just don't give up what you're doing. Even if it's not comedy. Uh, but if it is, Nerves will go away if you're new uh, or, you know, you're coming back to it. It'll go away. They went away from me. And it's fucking weird. 
I can go up now in front of random people and talk about having a tiny penis. See, that's the game plan here. I would assume it's average, but if I tell people it's small, first girl I show go show to, she'll go, that ain't small, and I'll go, ha ha, I gotcha. It's part of the plan. But anyway, no, no, I'm just kidding. Um, I can go up and say an awful thing about having like a tiny penis or something ridiculous. Something that I never say to anybody. I can say anything into this microphone. It gives me power. And it doesn't matter. But I can't ask a girl out on a date. So, single ladies, if I approach you with a microphone, I'm going to ask you to go to Red Lobster. What's up? But anyway, thanks for listening. Uh, if you made it this far, God bless you. If you made it five minutes and said, fuck this, God bless you. And, and thanks for listening to the first part about my friend. That's just kind of me talking to my friend. And uh, thanks. I'm glad to be a part of this crazy family of people. These wonderful, crazy people. And I mean that in the best way. Uh, it's totally worth it. God, I would have never stopped had I known. I would have never took eight years off. Uh, but uh, thank you so much. I love everybody. And I'll see you all soon. And uh, yeah, it'll be a good time. Hey, Charlie. Oh, here's Charlie. Hey, Charlie. But anyway, I love everybody. Thank you for all the kind messages and support and just saying hey and what's up. I'll see you guys real soon. Y'all take care. Bye. Hey, everybody. It's Chris. Um, sorry for the background noise, but I'm kind of just sitting on the porch. Um... I do a much more professional podcast with my buddy uh, Luke Harris called the Dress to Depress podcast, which I'm still doing, but uh, this is just kind of like a little personal one. Uh, it's just me talking into my cell phone because uh, I could probably do it a little bit more professional, but uh, I'd have to get on the computer and it's just too loud in the house right now, so... If you could just deal with the crickets and things, that would be, I would appreciate it. Um, man, uh, today was a, a pretty good day up until recently. Um, I found out, um, that a good friend of mine, uh, my friend Dylan passed away. And, uh, I was completely unaware, um. I'd seen a few people posting uh, photos of them with him, and I just thought it was uh, like, hey, you know, here's my buddy. Here's an old memory. Um, I, I had no idea that he had actually passed away. It's been a little while since I had spoken to him. Not for any particular reason, just uh, I hadn't spoke to him in a little while, uh kept up with him on on, on uh, social media uh just just the other day uh he got a new uh i believe it was a michael myers mask and he was taking pictures wearing it and talking about who got it for him it was really really nice uh that dude was so appreciative of uh anything that 
anybody would do for him. Um, the sad part is, I never even really got to hang out with him in person. Uh, he was a friend of mutual friends. Uh, a lot of my uh, wrestling buddies knew him. He was a uh, pro wrestler himself. And we just became friends and then and, and talked on, uh, you know, uh, Facebook and things. And um, he was a good enough friend to where I would consider him, you know, a true friend. Um, I'm the kind of person that if I talk to you on a phone or on the computer or hang out with you in real life, I don't treat anybody differently. A friend is a friend to me, and he was my good friend. And, uh, God, I wish I could have gotten the chance to hang out with the guy. He was, uh, he's quite the character. He's a, he's a funny guy. Uh, and, uh, it was, I always thought he was just the, the nicest person. Had a real big heart. And, like I said, you could do the smallest thing for him, and, uh, he would appreciate it so much. Um, he, he was really, into horror movies, and which is cool because I'm the same way. But uh, he really had one for the uh, 80s slasher film. I believe it was 80s. Uh, that movie Maniac. So much to where he dressed up as the... Uh, it's been a long time since I've seen it. So, but uh, he dressed up as the uh, killer from the movie. And, uh, you know, took pictures. And uh, he had sent me a picture. And he said, man... Could you, like, Photoshop me into uh, into something with my costume? And I said, sure. Granted, I'm not good with Photoshop. Uh, honestly, I just dick around with this little program on my phone that lets me uh, edit pictures. So I cut him out of the picture, and I stuck him on some, uh, you know, maniac movie posters and... Uh, I found some like old subways online, you know, like like uh, dark subways, like from New York, and stuck his his uh, picture in there, and he thought that was the coolest thing. And I think one of the coolest was um, I actually photoshopped him in a scene from the movie, uh, and uh, he just thought it was the coolest thing. And uh, you know, that just goes to show how how nice a guy he was. He was just like. I could send him something that I thought was so-so, and he'd be like, that's the coolest thing ever. You know, you outdid yourself. Uh, this is awesome. It makes, you know, and I would edit some of, like, his wrestling pictures and stuff, and um, he would just be over the moon about it. And, uh, man, uh, he was just a he was just a good-hearted dude. He, he was this big, muscular, tattooed, scary-looking guy. But he was actually such a nice person, and he's so good-hearted. And and I, you know, my my friendship with him was a lot briefer than I would have liked. Um, he seemed like a guy that he was your friend for life, and uh, I think you know that's how it would have been. And um, and I hated to, but I had to reach out to some of his really close friends just to just to find out. You know, uh, basically what had happened to him. And I, I don't know the details. I, I don't need to know. I just know that um, he's not here. 
And that breaks my heart because he was he was just such an upbeat guy. You know, for a guy who had this cold, dark heart, he was really, really full of love. And he was just, uh, I've heard nothing but wonderful things about the guy. And, yeah, and it breaks my heart, especially because, and it's not important. I mean, it breaks my heart that he's gone. That's the most important thing is he's not here anymore. And that's the part that sucks. But he really, really, like, lived for this time of year. October, you know, being the big horror movie guy was his thing. And it breaks my heart that it, he's not going to be around to enjoy it. Uh, because uh, he lived for October. He he seemed like the kind of guy that Halloween could be every day. And, um, man, it's just, it's rough. And um, I don't really, I don't know how to feel about it. I'm, I mean, I'm sad, but... It really hasn't uh, sunk in yet, and it probably won't for a while. Um, I just, I wish I could have talked to him one more time or got together with him and watched movies and hung out. Uh, the, he just seemed to be like, he just a good dude, and it's a shame that he's gone. Uh, I, I'm not going to be able to send him any more cool pictures or edit photos for him and uh it's not like i did a, a fantastic job i would just like uh for example he really was into uh my bloody valentine which is an 80s movie that they remade a few years back about a um a uh i oh god what is it a, a minor uh you know, guy working in the mines, just killing people. And the guy wore, like, you know, the minor helmet and the mask. And he had the same kind of mask. And I actually edited the uh, movie poster and replaced that guy's face with his. And he thought it was the, the neatest thing. And I'm going to miss doing stuff like that. Uh, dude, it's a shame. Dude had so many talents. He played bass a lot. Uh, he was in a band. That was cool. He wrestled. Uh, wouldn't want that big dude getting a hold of me, for sure. But um, he wrestled, and he was such a good drawer and painter. And I'm not just saying that because, like, hey, that's my buddy. It's just like, wow, this dude is talented. And, I mean, he would sell his art prints, which were usually horror movie stuff, sometimes comic stuff. But, man, he would sell these paintings for... 200 300 400 dollars and they were great and it's just a shame that he had so many talents and um i wish he'd have got more recognition for the things that he did but um you know just because uh i didn't hang out with the guy in person which sadly i won't get to i always wanted to it's just you know life happens and things but I would just chit chat with him from time to time and he was just a good good dude somebody I could see myself hanging out with and I've only heard wonderful things about him and uh, uh, man I'm just kind of sad that uh, that I, I won't be able to talk to him anymore like I said it hasn't really set in I just found out about this uh, few hours ago 
I'm a little behind. I didn't pick up on people posting any uh, photos of him. I just thought they were just sharing memories of the guy, you know, like friends do. I, I wasn't even aware that uh, he had passed away, and I feel bad about that. Um, I wish I had talked to him sooner. Uh, I wish I had talked to him, period, uh, lately. Uh, like I said, we hadn't talked much. There's nothing any particular reason just I just kind of kept up with him through Facebook you know and uh, it was very unexpected and sorry about that um, where was I uh, I'm just really bummed out you know he was a good dude um, just talking to him he was always fun to talk to and I'm really just bummed out, man, especially this time of year. I mean, there's never a, a good time to lose a friend, but it was just all about the horror movies and Halloween, and oh, that, that's definitely a bummer. Um, I mean, I, I feel weird because I don't even feel like I was a close enough friend to, to be talking about him right now, but I, I consider, like I said, I consider a friend a friend. No matter how I know him, uh, I would have eventually gotten to hang out with him. And the people I know him through are great. And uh, I feel bad for them, especially because uh, he was a good dude. And um, it's, it's not something that uh, I expected. Um, you know, uh, things happen that you don't really have any control of and uh, this is one of those things and I hate that he's gone because he was he would have been a friend that I would have had forever and you know that's the kind of guy he was and uh, man he was just a character uh, he was a funny dude uh, just uh, he seemed like the, the life of the party you know uh, and um, I'm going to miss him a lot. And, uh, you know, I just hope that uh, his, his uh, close, close friends and family are, are doing okay. Um, and I hope this is the last time for a long time that I have to talk about losing another friend. Uh, I lost a 20-year friend recently. Um, now this, and it's not about me at all, I just, it's a bummer, I don't really even know what else to say, he was a, a good hearted dude, and he was a super talented guy, and that is, that is a shame, and, uh, you know, I, I wish I could have just talked to him again, uh, I wish I could have hung out with him and all my other buddies and you know uh, I hope everybody's doing as best they can be um, it just hasn't really sunk in for me just yet it takes a little while sometimes and I hope this is the last time for a very long time uh, because this is never there's never a good time to lose a friend but uh I do do cherish our, our friendship, and uh, I wish it could have lasted 
a lot, a lot, lot longer. But uh, uh, the dude was just full of, you know, for him to be so, so big and scary, which he he was, honestly, yeah, he's big, but uh, he was a super, super sweet person and it just, just a good guy and. Um, I don't really even know what else to say about him. Just, I'm gonna miss him a lot. Uh, you know, Dylan was a good dude, and uh, you know, um, I just Halloween's gonna be rough this year because this this was his this was his time, you know, and uh, uh, he he seems like the kind of guy that. Uh, would start decorating for Halloween in January, you know. But uh, what a what a good person he was, and uh, I'm gonna miss him a lot. So, <sighs> Dylan, I'm gonna miss you, buddy. And uh, I'll see you again one day, you know. So until until we meet again, I'll see you around, buddy. Um, well, moving, moving on from, from that, um, I've been, uh, doing the comedy thing, like usual. Um, I took, uh, I took a week off, um, because, I'll be honest, uh, my two kitties went missing. And, uh, if you're anybody that's a, a, a animal person like me, it's like one of your kids going missing, you know, and God, God forbid that ever happens to anybody, uh, child or animal, uh, it's just hard to, to, to focus on trying to be funny when you're worried about your, uh, little fur babies, you know, um, Neo, Neo came back. But uh, trouble still hasn't come back, and it's been over a week now, and I'm not sure if he's coming back. I certainly hope so. Uh, if, if anybody has taken him, I hope that, uh, you know, he's being treated well. Um, I haven't seen, God forbid, seen any animal in the road. Uh, so maybe he's just out... Uh, Chasing uh, lady cats, I'm hoping. But if Neo came home, maybe he can. But uh, yeah, just uh, that was one reason I actually canceled a few appearances. Uh, I just don't believe in uh, half-assing anything, and when my mind is occupied, that uh, I don't really get too much uh, done. Uh, I don't want to go and you know, half-ass things if something's bothering me. Um, I usually just, I will, I will back out of it, not not to be that way, but it's hard to to focus on, on, on trying to be funny when you got so much on your mind. But uh, I got, uh, like always, I have a really cool support system. I have good people, other comedians, they're really supportive. And uh, I got back into it. And, uh, you know, even though there's this, things going on now uh that, like i just talked about uh i'm gonna keep going and uh try to make people laugh and uh you know just do my normal thing uh 
my, my friend probably uh, would have wanted that anyway. So uh, I'm going to try to keep that going. Um, I, uh, I went to Comedy Zone, which is something I don't do often. And it went okay. Uh, uh, I, uh, I took a, a spot last minute for somebody who couldn't make it. And uh, I was number 21 out of 22. And I'm like, ugh. You know, um, it, and that's okay. It's just like, I just, sometimes I'm like, well, that's a, that's a really, that's, that's the bringing up the end of the show. And usually by then people are just kind of like spaced out, but it went pretty good. Um, some things worked, some things didn't. Um, I'm, I'm, an, I'm a firm believer that you can't bomb until people just tell you to leave, which is cool. Nobody. Nobody told me to leave. Uh, I had a few people come up tell me how much they liked it. So if somebody likes it, uh, I think I did good. So um, I'm going to keep trying that. Um, let's see. Um, what else? Uh, hmm. I, I will be at the... Uh, Comedy Zone this Wednesday. I'm not Wednesday, Thursday. Uh, be doing my usuals. Uh, like Monday, I'm going to go to Coffee Underground. Tuesday, uh, I don't even know my days. Monday, I'm going to Coffee Underground. Wednesday, I'm going to the Radio Room. And Thursday, I'll be at the Comedy Zone. Hey, Mr. Charlie. Mr. Charlie, my cat is uh, sitting in my lap. But anyway, I've got those three things going. You okay, Charlie? But uh, I'm going to try to uh, keep going with that and uh, see how everything goes. Um, I don't want to bore anybody to death, but uh, yeah, it's just been, uh, just had some things going on and, you know, I'm trying to deal with it. It's just, I just don't believe in half-assing uh, things when your mind is preoccupied. Uh, I don't want to waste people's time. Uh but everybody's always good, good to me, so I really appreciate it, and uh, yeah, so that's pretty much it on the comedy thing, um, let's see, uh, the, the bar, uh, we, we did close down the bar, um, not for any of the million reasons that uh, a bunch of morons are coming up with, uh, they wanted to open a Spanish bar, and um, that's that. So, um, now it's, I guess it's going to be a, uh, Spanish bar, um, uh, not like there's not enough in the area already, but, eh, it is what it is, not our problem, uh, so unfortunately that is also the end of my open mic, um, which I did enjoy, um, I would like to keep doing the open mic, um, but it just depends. Uh, I'll be honest, a bar is not the best place, in my personal opinion, to do an open mic because you get the same people on the same day, and open mics are different. You know, uh, you might hear jokes one week, hear the same jokes the next week. Open mics are for practice, so that's how that goes, and when you do it in front of the same people... You don't really get the same laughs because they've heard it, but that's just how an open mic works. 
Uh, I would like to go somewhere where there's new people coming in every week. Um, I don't know, and I'm not knocking any bar or anything like that. I just don't know if that would be the prime location to do it. But if I can find another place, um, I will give it a try. If it is at a bar, I would prefer not to do it on the weekly. Maybe every other week or once a month just because it would keep things fresh for people. If you got the same people coming in on the same day, you know, doing it weekly, uh, weekly um, things can get a little, you know, stale. And that's just how it is. And plus, I want to find a decent place. Um, but uh, as soon as I figure something out, I'll let people know. Um, I did enjoy doing the open mic and a uh, big thank you to anybody who came out, whether it was to hear jokes or tell jokes. Um, I've had some great comedians come through and I'm not even going to try to name them all because I'll miss one of them. But anybody who's even come up there and done it, uh, I do appreciate it. And, uh, you know, uh, I'll miss doing it and I'll miss seeing you guys there to do it. But uh, the cool thing is the community is uh, pretty tight and you go to one place or another place, you'll bounce, you'll run into these uh, good people again, which I'm a big fan of. So uh, I do appreciate anybody that's ever come to listen or tell jokes and um, hopefully soon I will find somewhere. It's just got to be a good place and... Um, Hopefully we can keep it going, and um, maybe I'll see uh, see you guys around on that. So that's pretty much it on the comedy front. Um, let's see, what did I do tonight? Um, actually, tonight and yesterday, well, technically, day before yesterday and the day before that, uh, I went with a buddy of mine to two arcades. We went to a place in... Anderson called C&C Ice Cream Shop and Arcade, which was straight up what it was. It was just an ice cream shop. No food, just ice cream. And they had arcade machines, which is really neat. Uh, Dig Dug, Asteroids, Mortal Kombat, which was the first one I played. Um, that game is cheap. Jeez. But anyway, uh, they had the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles arcade game. Had to play that. Uh, and they had pinball. Um, they had Dolly Parton pinball. Why, I don't know. But I had to play pinball. Pinball is always cool. And so we checked that out. And, um, I mean, they had stuff like Dig Dug. Um, like uh, Marvel vs. Capcom 2. Just an interesting uh, selection. Uh not the biggest selection, but I mean, it's just an ice cream shop. I thought it was pretty cool. You go to the bathroom, and they have game magazines in there to read. They're all uh, crummy game informers from GameStop that nobody reads, but I guess you couldn't throw any Nintendo powers in there or something, or people would be stuffing them down their jeans and taking them, because, you know, those are hard to come by these days. But I thought that was pretty cool. So we checked that out yesterday, and it was a complete accident because we were going to go to a place called Pinky's Revenge, but my friend just looked up arcade and started driving, and I didn't pay no attention. Um, 
I don't, I cannot uh, medically drive, so I normally tune out where we're going in the passenger seat, but we meant to go to Pinky's Revenge, and well, considering it's three in the morning, and the day before yesterday now, we went to Pinky's Revenge in uh, Taylor's, and it is a giant warehouse. Um, it, yeah, it's a bunch of where like industrial warehouses that they've turned into restaurants, and then there's an axe throwing place, which is pretty interesting. But Pinky's Revenge is over there, and there's a ten dollar cover, and ninety five percent of the games are free play, uh, except for games like you know pool. Ski ball, uh, the, the the basketball game, you know, we throw the basketball, uh, stuff like that. But I mean, we go in there and they even have consoles. They had a Nintendo hooked up. They had Xbox 360, GameCube, Xbox One, uh, Sega, Atari, what else? PlayStation had Resident Evil on there. Thought that was pretty cool. Um, yeah, and all the controllers were wired. I imagine because people would just try to take them. But uh, that was pretty cool. They had a ton, ton more arcades. They had the good, you know, they had like uh, Ninja Turtles, which is a classic. Except this one was the two-player one. The other play, place had the four-player one, but uh, they had everything from like Centipede to. Uh, Area 51, which is cool, and they're all free play. So I'm like, cool, I can sit here and, and, and beat Area 51. No, you cannot. You get to about level three, and the game will reset, which is lame. Uh, I don't know if something's wrong with the cabinet, but apparently just because it's free play don't mean you can just sit there and play through the whole game, so... That was kind of a bummer. They had the little one-up cabinets as well. They had the NBA Jam and, like, Rampage. That was pretty cool. Um, what is it? They have uh, game-themed drinks. I think we got, like, a Luigi drink. Jesus Christ, it was about $6, and after about two sips, it's gone. But uh, that's interesting. And uh, let's see. What else did they have? They had food. Oh, sorry. They had food there, and it's like, uh, um, like nachos and stuff, but they had school pizza. You know, the pizza, the square pizza you get, I'm older, I don't know if they, they probably don't have that. I know in high school they had, like, Papa John's, but when I was in, like, elementary school, they had that square pizza, so I wanted some of that. I got some of that. Man, that shit sucks. It don't taste the same. Uh, either that or... My taste buds were off 30-something years ago. Uh, it tasted like your finest frozen pizza. And when I say finest, I mean not even the good stuff. A Totino's would have been better, but I just got nostalgic and wanted that. That was all right. I definitely wouldn't get it again, but I don't remember it not tasting that great. Um, I don't know. Maybe it didn't sit under a hot lamp for like three hours like it did in school. I don't know. Maybe maybe that took some of the flavor away. But it was really cool to see an arcade. Because those are a dying uh, thing now. They pretty much don't exist. And it's, it's not the same. I mean, this was interesting because it was a bar and arcade. And uh, 
it was okay. There was like a hundred people there, maybe. Uh, just guessing. Uh, but it wasn't like cramped. There was. It's a huge warehouse thing, and uh, you can walk around. They had a TV twice as big as me from the floor to the ceiling playing football. Not not a game, but actual football. So there was people out there watching football. You could literally play football on the GameCube. And you can pretty much pay $10 and play all you want. But there's some stuff like, oh, like skee-ball, for example. Uh, that, you know, I had to pay for that. But everything was pretty much free play. Um, the first thing I played was... Mm, wrestling, because uh, I like wrestling. Uh, WWF Superstars, which was pretty cool. Would have rather played WrestleFest, but that's just me. But I played Area 51. I played uh, Marvel. No, what not? Uh, what was it? I played. Um, I played SNK Arcade Cabinet. Couldn't tell you the game. But I think it was, uh, I want to say it was like Fatal Fury versus Street Fighter or whatever those are called. My SNK versus Capcom or Capcom versus SNK, one of those. Played some Golden Tee Golf. Played a couple pinball machines. Played uh, Mario, uh, the original Mario, Super Mario Brothers. That was always interesting. That's a weird game to play on an arcade. Um... It's definitely fun, and I could see spending a couple hours in there. Couldn't stay long because, man, it's hot in there. They got those big industrial fans, but it's blowing around hot air. Um, they had, like, uh, games you could play at the bar, which I'm not really sure what those were. I didn't check those out, but those were, like, quarter games. Um, but, I mean, you really can't argue for 10 bucks. You could take your whole family... Well, ten bucks each. Just pay the ten dollars and play what you want. Um, and like I said, it was uh, wasn't super busy. They closed at midnight. I think we got there about seven thirty. Um, and um, you know, it's not like claustrophobically uh, like close to people. So there's space and you can walk around. It was fun. Um, just uh, maybe it's just me getting older. It's never going to be like it used to be when I was a teenager and arcades were still the end thing. Uh, but it's pretty cool. You should definitely check it out. It's called Pinky's Revenge. It's in Taylor, South Carolina. Uh, and um, the other one, CNC Ice Cream and Arcade, is a legit ice cream shop. But it's right next to a Jimmy John's. And that's in Anderson, South Carolina. So you can get you something to eat there and go over there. Um, you know, uh, I think I might have only played a couple games there. Turtles again, I always play that one. And um, Mortal Kombat was one. Um, and I played a couple games of pinball. It's cool. If you, if you want ice cream, go. If you're looking for a place to spend your whole day, that might not be the place. And it's no fault of theirs. It's just you can only fit so much stuff in such a little place. But if you want to spend some extra time, check out Pinky's Revenge. Like I said, I don't know if I mentioned it earlier, but 
They even have a PS5 in there, which I was kind of tripping on. But it was just neat to see an arcade. It's a little nostalgic. I just, I just wish it would have been like the, uh, the Tilt Arcade in the old uh, McAllister Square. Uh, that was the big ticket back in the day. They didn't have any 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 black lights. I guess maybe everything wasn't purple. I just I don't know. That was a big thing. They always had the black lights on back in the day, and they had like Killer Instinct, uh, Mortal Kombat, Mortal Kombat Two, uh, and those were the the kings of the arcade. You would literally have lines, and uh, you know that was uh, that was the thing back in the day. And it was so funny to me because we're playing this like bloody, gory fighting game. We're not even old enough to buy the game when it actually comes out for home systems. That was pretty cool. Uh, I don't know, man. It was just nice getting with your buddies after school and going to the arcade. And it was never a hassle to get money from your parents to go to the arcade because it's like, heck yeah, get rid of y'all for a few hours. Here's some quarters and go have a good time. And um, it was pretty cool, though. Uh, I don't know of any more places, but uh, since since our bar closed, i got to find something to do with my time. And uh, arcades is pretty cool. Like I said, maybe it's just nostalgia. And it is to an extent, but it's not the same. Um, it's kind of like, oh, this is cool. Eh. You know, but it's it's like it's always been. There was a, you know, don't play, play what you're good at, not what you want. Uh, play what you want. You can be out of quarters, tokens, whatever. Uh, by the way, these, these arcades now, they take quarters. Uh, if, if it's not free play, they take quarters. But, uh, yeah, you go in, you go, oh, cool, Mortal Kombat. Oh, shit, I just spent all my money in about seven minutes. So you gotta find something you're good at, or you, your your ass be out of quarters. And the, the, and back in the day, there was no such thing as hey, I've got my own money. Then it's like hey, let's go walk around the mall and look at other stuff we can't afford. It was always a good time. And uh, but it's called Pinky's Revenge. It's named after the ghost from Pac-Man, which is pretty cool. Pac-Man's a game I really like. I'm just not good at it. I never have been. But uh. It's definitely something to check out and, you know, hell, uh, like the pole position. It's one of my favorite Atari games. It didn't work. It's a bummer. And I'm not sure if all of these games reset after a certain extent, but playing Area 51, the shooting game, was awesome. And I'm like, yeah, I'm going to beat it. Nope, reset. So I don't know if they did that on purpose, but it is what it is. It's definitely something to check out if, uh, you know, you're in the area. And, hell, if you go next door, you can throw axes. And I don't want to do that because I don't want to hurt myself. And knowing my luck, I probably will. So there's that, too. So uh, if you're looking for an arcade, Pinky's Revenge. If you're looking for some ice cream, CNC Arcade. Or CNC Ice Cream and Arcade, whatever that's called. Uh, they're pretty cool, and you can pass some time and relive your old days for at least an hour or so. Uh, so uh, check those out if you can.
And I guess that's going to about wrap it up for me. Um, um, unfortunately, like I said, uh, my friend Dylan passed away. Dylan, I'm going to miss you a lot. And uh, it's not going to be the same uh, without you. Just chatting with you and things like that. I'm going to miss you. And, you know, um, I hope that... Uh, you know, I hope in heaven you can have Halloween whenever you want, buddy. Um, but I'll see you again soon one day. And, uh, and until then, you know, uh, I'll see you around, buddy. And um, that's pretty much uh, the comedy, the arcade. That's pretty much what I've been up to. Um, the only thing I could say is... If you have a friend in your life that, that means something to you, is special to you, uh, let them know that every now and then. You know, tell them you love them and you appreciate them because you never know what life will have in store. One day they may not be there, and uh, you know, uh, I can only help my friend knows I cared about him and. Uh, if there's somebody you care about, just let them know. If, uh, you've lost touch with somebody, try to reconnect with them. Uh, you know, just saying hey might brighten somebody's day. So, um, everybody take care of themselves and, uh, you know, um, I wish nothing but good things for anybody that listens to this or anybody I know. I love you guys and, uh. I appreciate you listening. Uh, no worries. My actual podcast with Luke is still rocking. Uh, we'll get another episode out to you soon. This is just a little personal thing that I do. And uh, I've been real busy with my other podcasts and my comedy stuff. That's why I haven't done a lot of these. But um, I'm happy to have the people I have in my life. And... Uh, you know, I look forward to seeing people soon, doing shows with uh, these wonderful people. And uh, everybody take care. And uh, you'll hear from me again soon. So uh, everybody, and granted it's 3.30 in the morning, so everybody, uh, you know, sleep well and have a good day. Good rest of your week. And uh, see you guys around soon. Take care.